Yo people, welcome to Conversations with Kenji. I'm Kenji Gori, professional footballer, mindset coach and founder of On The Ball. This podcast provides a platform for those in the football world to share their stories, perspectives and life on and off the pitch. Yo people and welcome back to Conversations with Kenji. Today we are joined with my little bro, Dimitri Mitchell. Me and Demi played together at Manchester United and I took him under my wing from early to be fair. <laughs> Demi went through all the age group and breaking into the first team and making his Premier League debut against Crystal Palace. That was a mad day, to be fair. But welcome to the show, brother. Yeah, I appreciate that, man. I appreciate it. Good to see you too, bro. Good to see you too. Nah, I love it. But let's start there straight away. Like, let's start with your Premier League debut, bro. Like, just talk to me about that feeling because there's something that I have in common. I also made my debut against Crystal Palace. So that, that... Yeah, man, I made my Premier League debut against them. And that was a day that I'll never forget. But even when I saw you on that team sheet starting, like, I was like, Ras, like, that is big. Like, how was that for you, bro? Um, it was crazy, man. It was crazy. I'll tell you, before the game, like, the night before the game, or two nights before the game, I knew that which, like, younger players were starting. So, like, I already had in my head, like, I'm left back. And the half plays right wing for Palace in the summer, I've been thinking, man. Zaha, I'm playing against Wilfred Zaha. So I'm thinking, I'm playing against Wilfred Zaha. And my mate said to me, and he said, oh, I might be one of my coaches. Somebody said to me, I can't actually remember who he said, if you have a good game against Wilfred Zaha, people are going to remember that. But if you play against a younger player or a player that's not well well known, and you do well, no one's really going to care. So then as soon as someone said that to me, I thought, you know what, that's a good point. Like, it's better to play against somebody that I'd say, one of the best players and one of the best winners in the Premier League than to just play against another person that was of your level and do well, you know what I mean? So as soon as you said that, I kind of just thought, I need to get cracking, yeah. Wow, that is massive, bro. Even just for you to say that, like, young boy making from Manchester, going through all the age groups and then playing against Wilfred Zaha, like that is like a dream, you know, like playing against them guys. You watch them on match of the day and all that, and now suddenly you're in the Prem at Old Trafford. Like you must have been so proud of yourself, man. Yeah, definitely, man. And um, in terms of the performance, of the, it, it, because well, not not the performance, but with the fans and everything. Obviously, I've never played in front of that many people before. I hadn't even been alone yet, so I hadn't even experienced like playing in front of a crowd really, other than like at youth school games and youth cup. So for the first, like, I looked around before the game started and I, I got goosebumps back. And I, you know, when people say they get goosebumps, I thought, what's this goosebumps? And I got goosebumps. And then for the first 10 minutes, and you just kind of keep it simple, keep it simple. And I remember I played going past the, the Wayne Rooney. And then after that, the game just felt like any other game. And it was just, it was, it was good, man. Wow, that is so lit, bro. It gives me goosebumps even thinking about it, bro. I was watching the game on TV and I was thinking, seeing you flying, I was like, Ras, that is lit. And all you young boys playing well. And I was just like, wow, like, it's just amazing to see your journey of where you came from. And now you're actually at a stage where this is where you wish to be. And that was something that I dreamt of, you know, going through all the age groups and stuff. I, I obviously left at 18, but that was my dream. My yeah. dream was to go and play in the Premier League. So when you did it, I looked at you and was like, rah, that is sick yeah. because I felt a bit of me in there. You know, like it felt like, rah, like I, I did it too. Yeah. But it's, it, it's just an amazing, it's an amazing thing and it's an amazing experience that you're obviously never going to forget. But let's go back to, to where it all started for you, bro. Like, where did it all start for you? So I've been at Fletcher Moss. You know, a lot of the lads came from out of there. So like Marcus, 
Cameron, Bradford Jackson, Devontae Redmond, um, Tyler Blackett, I think, I think he goes yeah. there. O'Shawn Williams. So, like, obviously, that's like one of the main places where people come through the ages. And um, I went to the development center, blah, blah, blah. Came through the ranks, moved from Littleton Road to Carrington. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I'd probably say the biggest step for me was when I had to change school because I was going to a Stepford High School, which was like a bit naughty. And like, I wasn't really a naughty kid, I don't feel myself, but because you know how it is in school when you go, sometimes they're like the naughty kids, they're like the popular kids. And, and I was one of the popular kids, so certain times I'd get myself in trouble. And because I wanted to be popular, and I wasn't really feeling to do them bad things, but I just ended up creeping a bit towards that. And then my mom kind of pushed me to go to Arsenal Mersey, and I really didn't want to go, but she was just pushing me and pushing me. In fact, I was meant to go to your school to begin with, because United weren't too feeling it for me to go to, right. to Aston. But my mum just really wanted me to get out of that school. She wasn't too bothered where I went as long as it was to a better school. Yeah. But anyway, United, is, and I'm doing well in the age group, and you know, United like to get the players that they think are doing well and bring them to the school. Yeah. I've gone to the school, I hated it. But then, when I look back at it now, I was training literally Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, all the way through to the weekend, and playing on a Saturday, and other players, we're training like a Monday and a Wednesday or a Tuesday and a Thursday. And when I think back, I think, if I was you know, I probably wouldn't be as good as a player that I am now. It's so true, Demi. So even though I have to start to, have to, start to start in school, it paid off for me, I think, personally. Yeah. And then Massive. I, um, I got to the 18, I was doing really well. Probably my best period of that, from about 14 to 18, 17. I was a man, I was doing my thing and yeah. I was loving it and I was like always playing sick and, and I picked up a bad injury and it was my uncle and I was out for six months and then the 18 football finished for me and I went to the reserve and I was with Warren Jackson, it was a big change and then I wasn't getting in in the reserve and I was like, what's going on, what's going on and I was trying so, so hard, you know sometimes when you try too hard and it just, it just wasn't happening for me. Nothing was happening for me. Nothing was coming off. And then the next season of the reserves, so I was 19 now. This is when, this is leading up to when I made my first team debut, but I wasn't still in the team up until Christmas. And I was getting told, like, the reserve manager said to me, like, do you want to go along to Stockport? And I was like, what? I'm not going there. Even though it might have been the right thing for me because I wasn't playing any football, but I just, because I was young, Turning all down at it, and then because I just wanted to play for the reserve ball, but I hadn't got my chance yet. And then mm. all that tell me like, if you're second year pro now, we don't know what's going on. Like, if you're gonna get another deal, like this is about Christmas. And then Nicky Watt takes over on Christmas from the New Year, from January to the end of the season, and the back end of that season, and I ended up playing my debut. So I just learned. Wow. Like, I'd say that time was probably. When I, when I wasn't getting in the team, it was probably the harder time than me leaving United now because it was just like I had no, I was just always, I went from being the man. Yeah. Like, just being like one of the players that wasn't getting on the bench. Wow. Demi, that, that there is a mad story because, you know, a lot of players, right, in that moment of back then, struggle. 
yeah. you know, of not playing and you're like, where is my life going? Like the, the manager's saying, I'm going to have to go to Stockport. Like imagine you went to Stockport, you wouldn't have made your debut at United. Exactly. Like you would have made your debut in the Prem. And it's just like everything, your, every moment that you're taking, like you just got to be so present in the moment. Like you've just got to embrace this moment and just realize that anything can happen. Yeah, anything can happen. Can't lose your head, and I think from then I realized like with the injuries I've had now and the bad, good times I've had alone and the bad times, like you just got to kind of just maintain that same. Obviously, yeah. you've got a little bit talks and down, but when the good happen, you can't get too gassed, and when the lows happen, things can just change like that. So. That's massive, Demi. That's massive. That's a massive point now because you have to be consistent with who you are. You got to be consistent with giving, not being too high at too high points, but also not being too low at too low. You got to get that balance of of what that really is and what it looks like for you. But just to go back to to that time at school and that process, right? Like that process there for you, like you 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 you're young. Your mum's t- saying that <laughs> saying that you got to move school and stuff. You know, you you're like, I don't really want to move school. And now you're saying like training every single day has made you the player that you are today. Like I can remember like training with you, and you were like, you were a winger. Like you were training with us. You were training with us as well. Like you were training with us, and it, and that only makes you better. Like playing like a couple years above. Like that's only going to make you better, especially being around around um all the guys and all the players being young. <laughs> Like that is already a massive impact. Like with the players that we had in my age group as well. Like we had a we had a strong team at that time. But something that really what what really stands out is that you were a winger, right? Yeah. And for me, like in, when you were training with us, especially like you, I would never say that you were gonna go into a left back. Like you loved taking people on. How was that process for you, bro? It was it was a weird one because it was it was Warren Joyce who was the manager, and before. He was before I actually came, and it was Nicky Butler actually playing me there. So Warren Burke kept asking me the question, like, because I wasn't getting in the team and I wanted to get in the team. He was like, How do you feel playing that left back? And I was like, mm, I wasn't really feeling it. And um, yeah, I wasn't feeling it, I wasn't feeling it. And then I played in a game, in a friendly game against Barnsley, and I played left back, and he played me in the, at left back. And I did well. Like I did I even scored from left back and I was we kept a clean sheet and I, I played well and I'm happy about that. I might finally get a get a chance here. Left back like, I started to feel it and then wasn't getting in still, wasn't getting in. And then Nicky Buck kind of he made it a gradual a gradual change for me. So my first thing was left wing back. So mm. we kind of got too too dissimilar. And then it was wing back again and then against the easier team I went left back. So and then it kind of just built me up that way. So it was kind of more of a gradual process. As gradual as it was getting a short space of time anyway. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Like I said, even at Christmas, the day of the, 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 the season I made my debut, I was still a winger up until then. So. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> that's a quick, that's a massive quick process, bro. Like, that is crazy. Like, because I would never, ever have said that you know, that you were going to be a fullback. And then to see, like, the clips and to see you play there and make your debut there, I was like, wow, like, he's a left-back. It looks like you've been a left-back your whole life. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and it's actually crazy, like, even looking back at, at your debut of how you played and how how uh, you were getting up and down and, and the player that you were, I was I was actually really supply, surprised, like, pleasantly surprised, though. Like, it was like, yeah, man, like, sick. Like, good on you, brother. And it And it was lit to see, man. <laughs> no, definitely. It's um, we felt like yeah, let's go, you know, because 
depending on what kind of team it is. If you're against a team that likes to press, then it's a bit technical still because you've got guys with a lot of strikes coming there, you've got the window coming to you, and it's a bit mad. But if you've got a team that's sitting back, you just got the whole picture. And I feel like when I got older, the more I was playing on the wing, the more I was kind of playing with like a defender up my ass. So, and I don't really like that. I was playing on that on, on um, with my back to goal. Mm. And I don't really like that. If I was playing on the wing, I like to, I like to come deeper and get them. A lot of managers don't like that because I want to see the whole picture. So that's why I was finding it difficult because playing with my back to goal, didn't really like it, especially on the left side. If I played on the right side, and I could take it on my left foot and then come in the pitch, I didn't mind too much. But on the left side, Really fancy. <laughs> I hear that I hear that and I kind of feel the same way about that like I don't really like playing on the right I play on the left yeah. because I like to take see the whole picture as well I like to see the whole pitch and I come deep to come and get it because that, that's that's how I kind of come as well but just to, just to go back into that into that um, into that phase of you making your debut right like how was that process for you like even just to be in that reserve team and then getting that phone call to come into that. How was that to be now playing with Rooney and stuff like that? Like, how was that step? Um, it was, uh, I, I'd been on the bench a few times. Um, so we got me, Matty Olufunde and Matty Willett. We got brought to Arsenal to start again. We got brought to Arsenal um, away at the Emirates. And we got left on, not on the bench, he was on the side. And Scott was on the bench, Scott came on. And actually played actually against Sanchez, did a good job, I remember that game. Wow. And the next game was Tottenham away, and I was on the bench for that one. And I was thinking, how could I have to come out in this? It was, it was a mad game. White Hart Lane was small. It was wow. And I was thinking, and then Southampton came, the next game I was on the bench. And again, I was feeling the same, like, you know, you want to come on, but you're scared at the same time. Like, yeah. Come on so bad. But at the same time, I was looking at the wingers like Nathan Redmond, Bufal, I was like, this is a bit mad. But then after that game, I thought to myself, are you playing against anyone in the Premier League? You're going to be playing against a good winger, it don't matter who you're playing against. Southampton, um, City, uh, Everton, it don't matter who you're playing, you're playing against a good winger. So just like you're ready anytime, isn't it? But then um, when it came about and I, I got, the, got the call and it said he's playing, it was actually probably about a week as well, because we kind of got the idea. A few players got left out the um, the last reserve game, which is four days before the first team game. So then you kind of figure out like, right, I'm involved, like, blah, blah, blah. And the last few and stuff on, it's a bit mad. And then the, the manager was just kind of like, it was real at the time. He was just like saying little things in the canteen, like, um, are you ready? Are you ready, Mitchell? And I was like, yeah, I'm ready, I'm ready, but you're scared at the same time. <laughs> you don't want to put that up. You don't want to portray that, but I'm like, yeah, I'm ready, I'm ready. And then, yeah, it went from there, and it was just, I'd say, oof. probably after that game, I realised, like, no matter how well you're doing or how bad I was doing, like, I can play at this standard, like, I know I'm good at this level, you know what I mean? So it's up to me. As well as injuries and whatnot, it's up to me. That's what I still think now. It's up to me to get back to that level because I can. I think there's only small, small margin from, like, let's say, League One, League Two to playing in the Premier League. Those yeah. players have proven it, like Vardy, for example, Chris Marlin. So if if you if you are good enough, I'm not saying you're going to make it if you are good enough, because I think there's loads of players that. 
don't make it harder than us. But if you have it enough, you've always got a chance, you know what I mean? So, and I've proven to myself that I'm good enough for that standard of football, you know what I mean? So, nah, that's massive, Demi. It's massive. And, and just for just to, like anybody can make it like you said it is a such a small margin of what it is like one's faster than the other one's got more technique one's got this like everybody has their own qualities to to the game like i completely agree with you there like there's not much difference there's not much different in quality of players it's just are you mentally strong enough to handle the downs like and and that's what it kind of gets to like are you stronger how do you handle not playing or how do you handle like being in a certain situation where you're being overlooked or feeling like feeling like not a part of a squad you're getting other people are getting playing ahead of you like for you for example or go to stockport like you, your head could have been so flown off yeah. that you that you would never have got the opportunity to play in the prem if you if your head wasn't switched on like you wouldn't have got the opportunity to go in the prem because they would have overlooked you again and gone for somebody else. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And I think it was more of a shock to the system because I was always used to being that that mm. player in the league that was like imagining up and doing the most and scoring and yeah. Better man of the match, whatever, and, and then going such a drastic. Because it wasn't really like a period where I went like this. It was just like, let me say, we got injured, gone to the reserves, now we're not in the team. You know what I mean? Wow. So yeah. it was just like, and I remember one time, this is the maddest one, yeah. And we were playing Oldham, and I came on, like, sometimes like, I got used to like, stuff to change the game and stuff. And it was, this was one of the games, and I um, came on. And I was trying so hard to like make a difference and trying so hard to to like to, to be the game changer. And then um I won a free kick. I was arguing with a player who was stronger to take the free kick. But Sean Buff was on the free kick, but I just wanted it because I was like, I won the free kick, I come on, I wanted to show that I can do this. And then Warren Jarrett was shouting like, Demi, you're not on the free kick. So I was like, Yeah, fair enough. Didn't take the free kick. And then the, the game goes to penalties. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'll take one because I want to show like I'm ready. Like, so I step up now, went with this. Step up to take the penalty. And I've just I've run up to the ball and I've gone to like, you know, just like ease the ball into the net. Like, not, not a chip, but like a, a side foot pass to the middle of the net because I just didn't even know where to go. Like, when I was running up, I had my corner. And I thought, nah, forget this, I'm going to face it. So I run up to it now, absolutely. My pants and I've ended up chipping the ball, yeah. But it looked, I didn't mean to chip the ball, I meant to just like, like, just squeeze, not squeeze it, like, um, pass it into the net. But I ended up looking like a direct chip, and like, uh, after that game, I was, uh, I remember we got back into the change room, managers gone crazy, obviously. Said, like, Why did he do that? You locked it over the ball in him. Got back to Carrington. And I've um I've gone they've got beds there in it. So instead of going home yeah, I've gone into the pod and I'm just there just talking in the pod like texting wow, my agent after the game saying like, Oh, I need to just go alone, like I can't be here no more and then literally two weeks later we play another game against and I left my lesson to be fair, I played another game against Leicester. And I've come on again for the last 10 minutes. This time, 
total different approach to it. Like I'm just trying to do the best for the team, and like I'm just gonna run, do what the manager says, running behind because I'm quick. He's like just running behind, running behind, and last minute of the game, goalkeeper smashes it. Sam Johnson, I'm running behind, centre back are tired, I beat him to the ball, a score, and then like Warren, the manager was all the praying to him, saying like you you you, you were, I could see the pain from two weeks ago where you wanted to be the man. Where now you're trying to help the team, and that was another learning curve for me. Wow, Demi, man, that's a mad story, you know. And it just shows how much that actually impacted your life and your career of how you actually think about football now. You know, like when you, I caught on a couple of things that you said, like it was all about me, you know, like you only thought about yourself. Like it was like me, 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 me. And then you change your mindset to, okay, now I'm going to do it for the team. And then it changes. Yeah, you know, and there's so many players that are going through that right now that are just thinking about themselves that are just that are just in that mindset of like it's me against the world like, I've got to show dog eat dog you know that mentality of of what we've been brought up to believe to be like and now it's like what you have to think is what you did was unbelievable so literally what what you said there is like unbelievable because it's something that impacted your life but it's also the truth yeah you know your life was so much about you 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 that you started to you started to like think think and be like nah it's not wait this isn't about me mm-hmm. you know this isn't about me mm-hmm. and then you changed it and then and then you just made an impact like that when you're young that's what you think about it you do something about you and then you grow up and you realize like you pick up picture and you realize like you need to go through certain things to sometimes to make you realize yeah and that's why I'm so, I, I, I love how vulnerable you got on there, on here, you know, like just for you to say that, like it, it's big for you to say that because it's a, it's a time in your life that you recognize as a big significant moment, yeah. you know, it's a significant change in your life. And just to go back to that, it's like, as you went up the age group, everything was rosy. Demi, Demi's the guy, Demi's the guy, Demi's the main guy playing, playing the, the higher age groups, you know, and then it gets to a point where, wait, I'm not playing now, like. How am I going to handle this? Like, what am I going to do? And for you then to get that shock and, and you to get that breakthrough where it's like, wait, it's not about me. I've got to change my whole mindset to where I should be. And that's just, it's just testament to, to who you are today and, and where you're going on your journey. And it, it, it encourages me, man. I love to hear that. I love to hear it. I love to hear it. But then it gets to a point, Demi, for you where, you know, you've made your debut, you've played well, and now you go on loan. Like, how was that loan experience for you? I went on loan to Hart and, and I went when I had, they said to me, Demi, look, I wanted to go on loan straight away after my debut because I didn't feel like I was going to get an opportunity, blah, blah, blah. I went on tour and I did all right, I did well, I didn't get that much minutes. So that, for that reason, I thought, well, I want to go on loan. Club said, uh, um, why don't you stick around and see if you get some game? So stuck around and I didn't get the game for the Mardis. And um and then I played consecutively for the reserves again for another six months. And I didn't really want to, I worked about playing men's football, but I played consecutively. And then January come, a long coming for me straight away, hard and I'm fresh that and I'm, I'm good to go, so I go there and, and first game, yeah. um, hit Derby, man of the match, like I'm flying there. I play like wow. I'm gonna spin and I'm flying. I have a great long, loved every minute of it. Got a little injury and then season ended. Next season comes, I go back and on to Hart, 
but this time because I was um if I played for the reserves and then played for half, I wouldn't have been able to play for the first team. So I couldn't play for the reserves before I went there. So I've gone to half this time without and the last day in the window without playing any game up until that point. So then this time I go there and I'm not fresh at all. So I'm thinking I'm going to be like the same, you know what I mean? And I go there and I play 60 minutes for my first game and I jump up and I get spoken that like they knew the situation, everybody knew the situation and I played all right and it played great, played all right. And then it, but I never got into the rhythm of like playing well because I needed that build up, you know what I mean? And it's important that you get them build up of games before you, before you go on to play anywhere, whether it's pre-season, going into play a season or if you're going in, to go along somewhere, you need to be ready. Like you can't just you can't just go without being ready, man. And then I just never got. I did go on my loan, but I just never got fired in the way that my first spell that I had, and I think that was the reason. Yeah, it's so interesting you saying that because, like, you do forget, like, you do re- not you take it like for granted, you know, your opportunity, and you're like thinking, like, nah, I'll be fine when I get there. Like, I'm just gonna chill. I'm just going to chill until I go on loan. I'm going to go on loan anyway. So I'm just going to chill here, get myself so I don't get injured or whatever. But you've got to get yourself ready for when you're actually there. You've got to train and work hard the same way you would if you were going to stay in the first team or the same way you would if you're there. Because when you get there, you're going to get a big shock and that's what you've got. Yeah, I got a big shock, man. And then I kind of faced the same kind of thing where I was... I was, there was another left back there at this time. So the first time I went alone, I kind of went with, um, I went with no competition, so I was the only left back. So I was comfortable. I was like, I knew that if I didn't play for I was in a team. And just knew, you know what I mean? And this time, we signed a left back before me, um, on a permanent. And maybe if I, I went there earlier, it might have gotten, but anyway, they did. And then he was, he was a good player as well. And I've seen him, he was going through kicks before I went there. Like he was playing in a team. But then when I first went there, I went left wing. And then I dropped back. And then me and him were kind of battling out the position. So we were battling the position. And then I faced another bit of time where I wasn't in the team. And then, but I just knew that if I just work hard and I keep going and keep trying and I, and I just showed to the manager that I'm, I'm getting better in training and I'll get there and I'll get back in the team. And it was, it took a while to get, probably took about six, seven games where I was out of the team. And I, I played, I got about five minutes, did well, got like 10, 15 minutes, did well. And then it just built up and then I ended up getting back in the team. But for that, it was probably about 10 games or so. For that spell, I was like, it's giving me a chance to start. And I wasn't ready again. I, was, I wouldn't play that good. And then over guys were back in. And then after another three games, he gave me a chance. And I won't do that. Wow. And then when he gave me that build up for that five or 10, 15, and then I just played well for each because I just needed a build up. You know what I mean? And then when I got that build up and I was back in the team and started doing well again, so it was just the same thing as kind of the preseason thing where I didn't get the build up of games. I was, but I think sometimes when Especially for young players, when they get just thrown in to play games and like they've not played in the reserve for a while, and then they get thrown in maybe in the first team, or even if they've not played, they're saving them for the reserve, but they're on the bench for the reserve, but they don't want them to play the youth team, and you get thrown in for 90 minutes, it's just like not played a game for a month, few months. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? 
But when you first started, I've always found it better when you get to know Nah, it's so true what you're saying. And also, like, just to go deeper into that, like, how did you actually manage all of that? Like, being out of the team, battling for your position, like, how was that for you? Just before we move further into this episode, I want to ask you, do you feel like you are currently getting the most out of your life? Not just talking on the pitch here. I believe that life is all about growing in all areas. And to guide you in your growth, I've developed the On The Ball Mindset Planner. A planner to support athletes in finding out who they really are, beyond the pitch. This planner will get you thinking ahead while staying in the present. By its life assessments, daily goal settings and journal prompts and so much more. To get yours now, go to ontheballmindset.com. The content in this planner really did change my life. And my hope is that it changes yours too. A lot easier than it would have been um, if I hadn't gone through going, like I said, from being a best player to not being in the team. Because I went through that already, I just knew, like, I know I'm a good player. I know that I just need to just get my confidence back, work hard, and I'll be back in the team and ready to make my play for the position. So, because I've already been through at more of an escalated level where I could have got released. Now, I'm, I'm, I'm on loan, and I've I'm, 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 I'm got the manager's trust because I've been well the first so. I just knew that if I do well in the training and I do well in the opportunities that I'm given, then I'll know that I can, I can get back in the team. Even when I even had a bad game, when you give me another chance, I still have faith. Like, and I think in football, it's, you, have to, you have to have a good relationship with the manager. And it's, it's hard sometimes, to, especially when you're not on the team, because it, you think, why am I picking me or you just sometimes managers are, you have good relationships with managers and some of you don't get on with as well as others. And when I was alone, I really got with the manager, so I had, I had faith in when I wasn't on a team that I believed in, so that helped. Yeah, I think, it's, I think it helps a lot when, you know, when you have people believing in you. Yeah. You know, when you've got people to give you that, that extra confidence, because, like, we cannot rely on other people for our confidence yeah. you know we've got to have that confidence within ourselves to know like you said like to know that we are good players like you you went there and you knew that you had the quality to play at the highest level and you also proved it by playing in the premier league yeah. you know so it's it's that certain thing where where you do have to have that strong mindset in that moment from Nah, this circumstance is happening right now, but I know if I continue to do what I'm doing, I know that I have the quality to, to, to get on that pitch and to show everybody how good I actually am. But in the moment, it's difficult. You know, when the circumstances look like you're not going to play on the weekend or, you know, like you see that the, the guy had a good game last week, like, ah, I'm not going to play next week because he's had a good game last week. Like, how, do you, how did you handle and go about that? Um... Like I said, because I had a good relationship with the manager, I didn't want his opinion to change on me. So I didn't want to be that guy because I've always been in the team. And obviously, it's not hard to handle always being in the team. I didn't want to show that I'm a different kind of guy when I'm not in the team. So powerful. You have to just, you have to just keep the same mentality when you're in the team to when you're not in the team. And Amen. I, I learned that when I learned a lot when, like I said, I keep going back to it when I was a guy and then I weren't a guy. When I was when I was the guy and I was young and I was like sixteen and I was like always give my players grief and be that guy that's like just like you know that guy that 
thinks he's fit. Not even thinks he's fit, but like he's always just got something to say because he knows he's the best player in the team and he's always like, oh, what was that, man? Like, you yeah. know what I mean? And then, yeah. That never helps nobody, especially when it's coming from another player. When it's coming from a manager, you know that it's because he's the manager, but when another player is kind of getting at you like that, because I went to them being like one of the players that was not getting picked, and somebody would say that to me, that was a bit older than me, it was like, I, I realised I didn't like it, you know what I mean? Yeah. But when I got back to getting back when I was with the first team, and I wouldn't be, I would, I'm not like that now, you know what I mean? So I wouldn't, I wouldn't do that to the younger players. Yeah. Yeah, but when you're young, you don't think, oh yeah, he's younger. You just think, I'm going to get him because he's younger. Yeah. yeah, I hear you fully with that though. Like I fully hear you with that. And it's so important to stay consistent to who you are. Like if you're playing, if you're not playing, you've got to be consistent to who you are. Like you can't just be different when you're playing. If you're a happy guy and a loud guy, like, and then you're not playing, you're going to be vexed. Like everyone's going to look at you like you're a weirdo. Yeah. It's like, you got, even though it's hard, right? I've been there, like I go in a change room and, I, and I'm angry and I'm like putting my head down. Like, don't chat to me. You know, like that sort of thing. I, I used to be that guy, but now I've realized like you've got to be the exact same. Like you said, it's so important to be the exact same because like, like you never know when your opportunity is going to come. Yeah. Like you made your opportunity. You made your Premier League debut when you thought you were getting released. Yeah. <laughs> that, is, that is mad. That's that's the that's one of the maddest things I've heard. Yeah, that's why you just gotta keep you just got like you said just then, you've got to keep thinking that the opportunity is gonna come. You can't just just say, oh, I'm not doing it, man, I'm not doing it. Um just you've got to be ready, man. You just gotta be ready, you know what I mean? So nah, it's so true, it's so true. But obviously but obviously, bro, like as a footballer, we sometimes forget that there's also a life outside of football. Yeah. You know, and on on this show, I like to talk about the outside of football as well, because we know it's not easy. You know, we also have our own challenges going on, but some, sometimes we don't speak about them or we feel like we can't speak about them because of the football world is perceived to be a certain way. So we can't really speak about our, the things that we're actually going through in our life. Like, like looking at your life now and looking back to, or even right now, like, what is what is the biggest challenge that you faced or and had to overcome outside of football? Probably when I was young, like I said, the school thing because well, doing naughty stuff and that. So that was when I was that was probably the it, it would have been easy for me to go down that road of mm. of being a bad kid. But I when I was young and I was even if I was hanging around a bad kid. I'd always be on a time, I'd always be ready for training, I'd never not want to go to training. So I wouldn't even say that was like a hard thing to overcome, but it would have been easy for me to go down that road and just want to be one of the cool kids and not want to school. And this was hard going to big when I had to go and live with a different family because I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know them and I was young and it was a big change and like the cooking was different, I was eating food and it was everything was just different, you know what I mean? So that was a that was a big thing to overcome in terms of Yeah, it's massive. It's massive what you just said. Like Diggs, I feel is a massive learning. And also for you to say that about about the school situation, just to go a little bit on that, it's it's like you could have easily gone down the wrong path. Yeah. You could have easily been distracted. But because of, you know, because of who you were and the strength that you actually had to, that the love for football that you actually had, it was like that kind of saved you from going down the wrong path. Yeah, it actually did, like, 
looking back at it now, if I didn't have football, then I probably would have been doing that. You know what I mean? I probably would have been out here doing silly things. And like, I remember it must have been the, um, <laughs> it must have been, you remember the Manchester, you remember the riots back in like 10 years ago? Yeah. And I must have done, I must have done something really bad at school, yeah. And my mum grounded me for two weeks because of it. And I remember all my friends were like, oh, we're going to the riots, we're going to the riots. And I would have gone if, if I was grounded, you know what I mean? So I would have been in like, I would have been doing some proper bad stuff, but luckily I was grounded. <laughs> wow. And that just shows that, like, you've got, you got someone looking after you, brother. God's looking after favor on your life, bro. <laughs> it really is. For real, for real. But yeah, man, I'm trying to think of anything else, man. Um, I think what you've said, what you've said is, is, is powerful, man. Like that is like Diggs is also a big learning because you know, Diggs, yeah. You're going from like your comfort zone into something that you don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. And you, like, think, you think you're a, you think you're a grown person, but you're a little kid, man. I know. <laughs> you're a big person. You don't, even up until you get to 18, you don't, you don't know what you're doing, really. You just, it's um, true. Yeah. It's true. And and that just brings me back to, to when I moved to Swansea. Like, I thought I was the big man. Like, I had the big house, like, car. Like, I literally thought I had it all. You yeah. know, like, I was like, yeah, this is me now. Like, I'm a man. I've got my own bills. I pay my own bills. I've got my own rules. Like, yeah. that's just how that's just how I thought. Like, I'm moving out of home. And, and that's just like, that was the ego that I had. You know, and I realized that that's, that stuff there is just holding me back from who I really am and who I really want to be. So, so it's like when you, when you start becoming conscious of, of like what you're actually doing in this world and where, where you want to go, like you start to lose focus on the things that you used to find attractive. You know what I mean? Like, is, is, is there also been like a light bulb moment for you where you were like chasing, chasing, chasing and realizing, wait, what am I chasing? Yeah, especially in terms of like, when I say chasing, like, you know, the dress and all that, and the, the clothing and the car and the this, the that, the watches, like, I'd say over the last two years now, like, I just, not, not drastically say, you know what, I'm not buying it no more, like, obviously I'll still buy my little piece here and there, but that's what I was kind of, I loved them kind of things when I was young, when I was like 18, 19, and I've realised now, like, not, it's not the thing, like, it's not, like, who cares, you know what I mean? So, like, it's nice, and all the things don't get me wrong, but, and you don't, you can't desire it, you know what I mean? You just, it's something that, that you, 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 you like, and it's just another little hobby, but it's not something that, that's the reason why you need to, you know what I mean? So. No, it's true, it's true. It's like, people like, oh, I need to play in the first team because I want to drive the car. I want to play in the first team because I want to be able to buy the newest lubes every week. And it's just like, no, but that is like the, the mindset of, of, of a young footballer or something that even I used to think, like, I used to think like when I get in the first, I just want to get the Rolex. I want to get this. And don't get me wrong. I went and did it. Yeah. And, I, and, I, and, I, and, I, and, it's, and don't get me wrong. Like, don't feel like I don't like nice things. I do like nice things, but my focus just isn't there. I know that that comes with, my goals and desires that I want for my life. Like, I know, like, if I'm the best person I can be, like, that stuff comes with it. Like, money and stuff like that comes with it. Like, I'm not chasing money. Money's not my goal. Like, that's not what I want. Yeah. 
You know, my goal is to just be the best person I can be to also inspire and motivate people to be their best self. Mm-hmm. I tell you yeah. what, last moment was for me. Okay, last moment was the injury because now, like, during this lockdown, I've worked so hard and, and like, I feel like I'll never take for granted now, like, how hard in terms of, like, your gym work and your, your stretching and your stuff away from the pitch is mm-hmm. important as well because yeah. back then, when I was just fresh and my body was just feeling blessed and I was younger, like, you have to keep on top of yourself, like, you're a professional athlete, like, you have to be eating the right food, you have to be sleeping the right amount, you have to be doing the right things in the game. That might not be, like, upper bodies and getting tense, just, even if it's stretching, even if it's just doing what your body needs, you know what I mean? And I think now I'll never think, now I know that I need to do a lot more outside of just when I'm going to training. And I've always worked hard on at training, but you need to make sure that you're doing the right stuff when you get home as well, you know what I mean? And that's a key thing. And because I've got injuries now that I've had in the past, and I've gone through all that, now I know, like, I've had to do all that now to do it in my everyday life, you know what I mean? Mm. But talk to me about your injury, man, because that is such a massive part of, you know, your career so far. And I feel like a lot of players are, you know, getting injured at the vital times in their careers or at times when they're like, right, this is my time. And then they get injured for a long spell. Like, how do you overcome them injuries? And also, how is that process for you? Difficult, obviously. Every every footballer finds it an injury difficult, but it's just... So what man? That's what I don't like. <laughs> I hear that. I hear that. You know when you're doing that, you know what I don't when you get back out onto the grass when you're injured, you can feel it and you can feel it and go. But when you're in the physical room and you've got to do the life, you've got to do the rowing machine and every day you just know like when you're going to training when you sit, you're looking forward to going into training that day, you're looking like yes, we're gonna do this. I, I wanna in, when you're in physical you, it's hard to like be like, I'm gonna be the best in physical today, I'm gonna get the best time and the walk back, you know what I mean? Like it's just like you're just kind of just doing it. Whereas when you get back on the grass and you're making progress every day, I don't even mind that play with too much because you can see that end goal. But when you can't see the end goal and it's just happened or you're only a couple of weeks after your operation, it's hard, man. It's hard. It's, hard. it's so hard to see the end goal, like you said, like when you've just had it, especially. Like, how long was your injury? Um, I'd say I had like a four months and then. I had um, I had another, I had, no, I had an operation and then I was about six months. So Demi, long, man, um, it was a long time. Like, how did you, how did you manage to keep going, man? How did you manage to to just get over that? Just family, you know, family and, and my girlfriend and just people around me like helping me out a lot, like coming, like even if it wasn't making a big difference in terms of stuff like. My mom coming and bringing me certain foods, and I'm just like, I eat it, and I'm just like, I don't even want to eat it. It don't taste nice, but she wants me to have it because it's good for me. Like, I know that they do some best for me, you know what I mean? And Or I'd get a bit moody with my girlfriend, but she's cooking me dinner every night. And, like, even though, like, even if you think the stuff's not even helping that much, what they're offering, like, you know that they want the best for you, isn't it? So, they kind of keep you going because you know that. You, you want you want to be them proud as well, you know what I mean? 
Wow, that's amazing, Demi, man. And I feel like it's it's so true. The people around you are so important. Yeah. Like the people that you surround yourself with. Like I was speaking about the other day where you're the average of the five people you surround yourself with the most. And you can assess your life so quickly by just looking at the five people that you spend the most time with. And that's who you are. You know, so so like that's why I actually came out with the on the ball squad where it's a football community for exclusively for just footballers to come in and just be surrounded by people, players that, that are on the same vibe, that all just want to be the best that they can be. And that's why like even just have, having them on and being vulnerable and speaking about certain things that that they're going through at the moment and us being able to to help them through it and to, to to other players and experienced players to help them through that situation like that is that is why I did it you know for this reason and like you said like it's football is definitely a very very lonely lonely world and it's something that can get the better of us it's a good thing because like you said at the start before you even got into this like in football players they are they're very Spiteful sometimes, especially if it's someone that's in the same position or somebody that they feel they're in competition with them. It's, it needs to be sometimes more of a community, especially for young players and that, rather than thinking, like, I want to be better than him. Even if sometimes you see some people that are from other teams, that they still feel like they, they, they're rivaling people from that they played. Let's say now me and you were the same age group and you're doing, you're doing up championship and I'm doing up league one. I see bitterness from, or I hear bitterness from people saying like, oh yeah, did you see his own goal last year? Yeah. And it's like, yeah, but did you see his goal that he scored four, four weeks ago when he turned into the top corner? He didn't tell me that then, did you? You know exactly. what I mean? Oh, people always like to talk about the negative stuff. And it, it, nah, it's, it's so true. It's so true. And this is and this is why I want to change it, right? This is actually the reason why I want to change it. I want to change these conversations up. Like, we're so quick to say, you know, this guy's lucky and this guy's just here because of this guy. This agent helped him or, you know, like we're so quick to say these negative things about people but why can't we just help each other why can't we be there for each other like you're going through an injury then there's another place saying oh i'm going through the same why can't you then be connected and help each other through the situation that you're going through you know or or someone that's already been through a long injury and it's like oh bro i went through a long uh, injury as well and like that's why i do it you know that's why i've got and, and the group is so like diverse like it's got like experienced guys in there younger guys and guys that that really just wanting to be their best like there's there's just one goal in that group everybody just wanting to be their best and it's got nothing to do with who you are it's just it's just literally that everybody's on that same vibe and the same energy to be in the best versions of themselves so it doesn't matter where you play doesn't matter what level you're playing at it's just like this is just where where we're at yeah definitely man definitely and it you can't, you can't make it about I'm going to be doing better than this person. Like you said, mm. don't really. Can't nah, I fully hear that. Doing better than, doing better than another guy that you feel like you're in competition with. Be the best for yourself. Focus on yourself. You know what I mean? Nah, it's so true. It's so true. But as as a footballer, bro, you you know, yeah, we have a certain image. Yeah. You know, people and even teammates might see us to be a certain way and yeah. to be a certain way. But like, who is the real Demi? The real thing, you put me on the spot there, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I say the real thing is, is hardworking, mm. is somebody that's been humble from his experiences, and I say that I'm, I'm, I'm a determined character, you know what I mean? Because I, I feel like 
I've been through a lot, not in terms of personal life, but in terms of football struggles and ups and downs. So I'd say determined is, is definitely one thing. And I think now I've gotten a bit older, I've realised I need to listen to other people's advice more. Like when someone's trying to give you advice, even if it's you think at the time like, oh, you're just talking rubbish. Like there's a reason they're giving that advice. So always look into the advice that they're giving. You know what I mean? Even if it's your uncle saying. You know what, you know what, Ken, you should eat from, from steamer, you know, because it's good for this, this and that, like, don't just turn up and be like, oh, you don't know what you're talking about, like, you have to always listen and look into it, because they could be talking first, and if you just turn it off because you think you know better, then you just lost that one of an opportunity, so you always need to be grasping information, you know what I mean? It's so true, Demi, it's so true, like, you see it all the time where we think we know it all, innit? Like we think we know it all and we have all the answers, but we don't have all the answers. We're not perfect. We're not perfect. Like you, me, we're not perfect. Nobody's perfect. So we can always get better. So how can we get better? Like we should be open to receiving any information that we can get that extra 1%. Like if, if your uncle's telling you, yo, CMOS, then it's like, yo, tell me more about that CMOS, bro. <laughs> you know, like, you know, tell me more so you can get that more information. Right. Can I benefit me? And if not, then use something else, you know, like, but it's just that certain thing where we are so closed off. Like now we, I know it better. Yeah. And actually like we don't, like, we can always get better. We can always improve in any area of your life. Yeah. Well, one thing that you were saying about, like you're talking about the real, the mutual and that and everything. Um, I just like to say like, you see as footballers and more so like, we have, we have, like, we have images to, to portray and, um, Sometimes I feel like the image in football is sometimes too, like, I've, like I watched the Julian Michael Jordan documentary with yeah. and this is from like 1990s and 80s and stuff, and there wasn't like, on the pitch, they that they, they score a basket, they're dancing, they have an interview, they're talking the mind, and when I watch like other sports and they're saying what they want to say, when I really get to football interviews and if someone says something out of the ordinary, they jump on it and it's a negative thing straight away. But if somebody just says, oh yeah, it was good to get the three points, and, 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 and I just feel like there's not much personality in the game. You know what I mean? That's and then true. on Instagram, you have to show that same personality where it's like, uh, you can't express, especially when you get higher up, you can't express yourself as much in terms of what you put out there and what, you thought, what your life is without football. You know what I mean? Especially when I was like close close to the first team at United, you have to put on as soon as you put something and people jump on it straight away and it's like I didn't mean it like that and it's just like everyone wants wow. to do something that people think, Well, I'm gonna get into that. It's like you have to watch what you say so much and I don't think it's too watched and I know to be themselves, you know what I mean? It's true, bro, it's really true and that's why I do say what I feel like. You know, like I do speak what I feel because like we have a voice, like we, we are, we are, we are like passionate about things. Look at what Marcus did. Like we've got more power than we think Like we have more influence on we think. So, so we need to use our platforms. We need to use our platforms for what we believe in yeah. and start now. You know, like if you believe, believe in something, say it yeah. like, and stick to it. Like this is me. 
Like no one can say anything to you because it comes from a, a, a place of love. Like this is a place of what I believe. And obviously that's not to say like I might change my mind. <laughs> I might actually change my mind and I own that. But it's, it, it, it's one of them where I like, I know that my purpose and my vision for my life is way bigger than what someone's opinion is on me. Yeah. You know, like I'd rather help people. I'd rather help 10 people or help one person and have 10 people speak negative about me. You know what I mean? Like, I would just rather that. I would just, I, like, the amount of abuse that I get for speaking what I speak, like, it's sweet, but I'm helping, I'm helping footballers get, get over their, get over their situation. You get people messaging me and that thing, what you're going on Oh, bro, all the time. Yeah. I had one today. I had one today saying people are dying in the world. Like, you stop, stop talking. Like, I'm like, this is like, and then I'll get a message from a footballer saying, thank you for this. Like, it's, 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 it, you have to weigh it up, right? You have to weigh it up and say, why are you actually doing it? Mm-hmm. And, and my reason for what I'm doing it is because I want to help players. I want to help players go through a hard situation that they're going through or just to be their best self. So I don't care what they say because my mission and my, my, what I want to do and my purpose in my life is bigger than this comment. so that continues to give me that extra boost to keep going and that continues to keep doing this podcast and get people like you on here to be vulnerable share the things that you were feeling in your heart because it's helping other people in the process definitely man definitely it's important it's important for footballers to have something to younger players anyway to look at and see people other people's experiences and no, it's it's really true, and that's why, and that's why you know, everybody can learn from anybody. You can learn from anybody, like you were saying, you can learn from your uncle or the homeless guy on the street. But if you if you're close-minded, you're not gonna listen. You're not even gonna hear it. No, but you've got to be open to it. Like you can't you can't think that you are higher or sit on a pedestal because you're playing at a certain level. Like you're just a human at the end of the day. Like like are you the best husband as well? Are you the best? Are you the best son? Are you the best? You know, like so it's like you, we're do, we're on our career. We're focused on our career, but that doesn't make you successful to me. Right. You gotta make sure, like you said, you're the best version of yourself. And yeah, man. And the only way of doing that is by. Getting advice, you don't know it wrong, so you need to get advice from everybody you can and not just the people that you think is on the same level as you or hiding. You need to get, you can take advice from everybody like you said. Nah, it's so true what you're saying. But with that being said, bro, what do you feel like is the biggest misconception people have on you? Um, biggest misconception I've had, I don't know if I still have, is that like I'm, I'm arrogant and I'm cocky. Because I talk a lot on the pitch, and I'm like, mm. if someone does a, if I do a, if I do a bad pass or something, I be like, ah, oh. or I be like, what are you doing? Like, I wouldn't be like that. I just be like, I'm myself more, or I just I'm loud, and that was a free kick, that was a foul. But why is it not a foul? Or, but I'd say, because I'm quite passionate in like training and stuff like that, and depending on who it is, it can. Some people may say it comes across as arrogant or whatnot but I think now I've matured and I wouldn't say people passing that so I'd probably say misconception is I'd probably go with that, you know. I'd probably go with that. Yeah. yeah. Nah, I hear that because I'm mixed race and I've got the curly hair and stuff and I'm quite skilled and I feel like skillful players as well. They get classes 
You're arrogant sometimes, you know what I mean? Sometimes mm. it probably might try a little nutmeg or something out. You mess or you know what I mean? You can, if, if you're skillful. Now my left back, I don't get it as much, you know. When I was a week, I used to arrogant card. I know I know you probably get it still to your Bro, I hear it. I hear you. Now, now I'm left back and I'm, and I'm dogging it out, tackling people and I'm defending. I'm getting, yeah, good work, lads. You know what I mean? <laughs> No, it's a different, it's a different one now. <laughs> nah, I hear you on that. I fully hear you on that. And it's a powerful statement what you're saying. It's a powerful statement because like what what you said there, like when you get to know you and when you actually open up and be and be who you really are, like you're far from arrogant. You know, you're far from arrogant. And for somebody that on the outside might see you to be that way. But when you get to know you and who you really are, like that's not who you are. And that is the sort of person, like that's what I want everybody to start being like, you know, to understand like, wait, what is the misconception that I actually have on me? And like, what do people actually, what do I feel that people think of me? Because then you can actually think like, right, that's not me. So you can show up differently. You know what I mean? So, and, and that's why it's so important. True. Out the game, it's just like, how can you say, I don't like footballers or footballers are just arrogant when, or you know, every footballer, you know what I mean? So it's it's like, true. Yeah, it's, it's true. And, and that's where we get put in this category, like footballers are dumb. Like yeah. you get put in this category, like, wait, maybe one or two are dumb, but that doesn't mean everybody's dumb. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it, it's, it's, that, it's that madness. Sometimes I think when people say the word like footballers are dumb, like, what classifies them because you got some A stars and you're not cool, that means that you're you're clever. But what you do with your life, no? So, and I'm doing my career and I'm doing well in my career, so you actually don't want to know what I mean because no, it's true. you might have some better grades than me, but I'm, I'm having a good career in my field and what, are you are you having a good career in your field? Look at yourself before looking at me and saying I'm doing because mm. I'm happy with the way my life is going and in my field. Well, I, could, I don't like to hate when people look like at academic stuff and say, oh, I'm clever because I don't need style in this book. I didn't go to school happy because I was like, what more? Yeah. <laughs> no, it's true. It's true. It's but, true. Yeah. It's true. But, but, bro, thank you so much for coming on here, bro. Like, it means a lot for you to come on here, be vulnerable, because I'm sure that it's helped a lot of, you know, young players that are going through these situation that you shared, that has helped them in that situation, bro. And that's why I'm doing this, bro, just to inspire everybody else to continue to share their story and, and be the light in the world. In this dark world that we live in, bro, we've got to continue to be the lights. And, and I pray that everybody that's listening to this, you know, stay safe and also realize this, that the football is a short career, man. We've got to enjoy it while we still can. And Demi, thanks again for coming on, brother. Have you got any last words for, for the listeners, bro? Um, nah, man, I'm all good. I think I've, I've said enough, man. I've said enough. <laughs> I love it, bro. Thank you, thank you for, for letting me come on here and say what I've got to say, man. And thank you for your time, bro, as well. Nah, I appreciate it. Yo, it's Kenji. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And as always, I want to keep this conversation going. So please send me a DM on Instagram with any thoughts, takeaways, and any questions. <laughs>